starting Kickstarter. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Yancey Strickler, entrepreneur and author and co-founder of Kickstarter. Welcome, Yancey. Give us a brief summary of your life journey that brought you to the point of, of co-founding Kickstarter and, and changing the lives of many. Um, well, it was, it was Perry Chen who first had the idea for Kickstarter in 2001 or 2002. He was living in New Orleans and wanted to throw a concert, um, but it was going to cost like 20 grand to make it happen. And rather than front that himself, he had this idea of what if I, what if I just proposed the idea of the concert online, people put up their credit cards to buy tickets, but they're only charged if the show sells out. And so this is a way that he wouldn't have to take on the, on all the risk or make the decision himself and said, everyone could do it together. Um, but 2001, 2002 is a dark time in the internet. Like that's, you know, everything's dying and a, a hard time to start anything. And he was an artist. So it wasn't like, you know, he had the pedigree to launch it at that moment. Um, but he and I met in New York a few years later and we met Charles Adler a little bit after that. I was a music critic before. Um, Charles is a graphic designer. So we were three non-tech, non-entrepreneurs <laughs> just who started Kickstarter, uh, which I think probably expresses a lot of the values and the, the things that the company and the, the site is about. Um, but it also made it very difficult to get started uh, early on. You know, just having three people who can't code try to build a website in 2005, it's like, you know, it's, it's like trying to get monkeys to write Shakespeare, you know, it's, but maybe the monkeys have a better chance. Uh, but it, yeah, just not really not easy. Um, but managed to find over time some great people to work with us, uh, in particular Lance Ivy, a uh, great developer who is, who is just huge to us early on and for, for a long time. And then in, in April 2009, Kickstarter launched. And um, yeah, I mean, there was no launch party. I mean, there was a launch party, I guess, a couple weeks later. It was like 20 people. But it was not, this was not an anticipated event. Um, you know, the, we, were, we were, weren't really on the radar. We've been toiling on this idea forever. And the day it launched was just like, you know, thank goodness, thank goodness it's finally here. Um, and it was a, you know, exciting moment. What were some of the challenges and, and maybe surprises, some things that you maybe didn't expect? Um, well, I guess, I, well, I mean, how, how normalizing things become, like how, how much the experience of, the day-to-day -day would change and you just get used to it. I, I, I don't know, just thinking about from those very early days to like as it's growing and just the amount of things in a startup you're having to constantly adjust to. Um, and almost also like the way that it's hard to really take joy in things that you should take joy in that, you know, maybe when you first started it, you would imagine the moment you reach, you know, whatever, a thousand users or whatever those milestones are that feel big. When you get there, you're just so worried about what's next it's hard to appreciate where you've already gotten um which i just think is a is kind of a lot of life is about that um you know but we made we were fortunate to make some really good decisions early on um one was just being wary of of raising too much money and giving up too much control of the company um from the beginning Perry and Charles and I had all agreed like success was Kickstarter mattering for the long term. Like we wanted to be Craigslist. We wanted to be the Green Bay Packers of the internet, like a public trust that just like does what it's supposed to do 
and like knows knows not to you know go areas where it shouldn't and and isn't and isn't existing as like a personal lottery ticket for the people who started it you know like the goal of kickstarter is not us getting rich the goal of kickstarter is kickstarter like mattering for the long term and so made a lot of structural choices from the beginning to make sure that was the case and that ended up being hugely important um, because you know we didn't hire a lot of people we wanted to be independent so we operated in the black our second year in business and that gives you the freedom to do what you want to do to make values driven choices as i've seen with companies that came up around the same time as us or companies i know that did raise a lot of venture capital you know when you're raising that money you're basically signing a post-dated check and every decision that you, you don't know it yet, but every decision you make has already been made for you. It's all about what will produce the outcome that makes most likely to having enough money in the bank account to write that check. And, you know, there's, there's a question of how you're going to go about doing that. But, but the purpose, the outcome of the company is sort of decided when you raise that kind of funding. And so for us, it was just like, let's you know, we, we want to try to chart a different course. We want to try to be able to operate, you know, according to our own profitability. Um, we have investors and we, we have one venture investor. Um, but with everyone, we were very clear that this was a very different type of organization. So this is what allowed Kickstarter to become a PBC and just chart, you know, just sort of be a different kind of company on the Internet. Um, and looking back on it now, I can see that that possibility only happened because some of the choices that were made very early on. You've changed the lives of so many who had an idea or, or something that they wanted to, to do, entrepreneurs everywhere. Uh, what comes to mind as maybe one of, if not the best success story, uh, helping an idea come to fruition? Um, I mean, there are, there are a lot of them. I mean, that I, you know, a lot of my duties to the company over the years were working with the creative community. And so I got to be in the rooms with people when their projects were launching. I got to be in the rooms when they hit their goal. And I remember I was with, um, I was with Rob Thomas, um, the creator of Veronica Mars in his office in Austin when the Veronica Mars project launched. He and I had been working on that for over a year to get that project to go. And, you know, Veronica Mars was like eight years of Warner Brothers telling him no to like more shows or, or a movie. And they reached their $2 million budget within eight hours on Kickstarter. And, um, and he was very emotional that day because, you know, he made other, he made Party Down, other, other great things too. But um, he, you know, like you don't, there's an emotional feeling of like this matters to people, but then to have a crystallizing moment where it's like so, it's just so clear and everyone's rallying around you and you are like the internet's favorite thing. And just this outpouring of love that he and Kristen Bell, everyone on this, on the, on the cast really went through in that moment was a, was the same thing every person goes through, which is like, Oh my goodness, people do care about what I do. You know, people do love me. People do care about me. Now, sometimes the outcome is the flip, which is people don't care about me as much as I want. And I didn't get funded. And those are hard things. Um, but like every, every successful project is a, real, is a real victory of probably someone doing something for a really long time and being a really good human being about it. And, and then getting to have a moment where they get to really experience that. It's like, it's like a, a wedding to yourself. You know, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great moment of, of, 
reflection and, and being honored. Um, and not every project works out that way, um, but at, at its best, that's what it is for people. And, um, and I got to experience that too with Kickstarter and kind of like, if I could wish for every, anything for everyone, it would be for, for everyone to be able to go through experience like that, of really feeling validated, so clearly validated in the moment. Um, cause it's, it's, we all deserve it. We all deserve it. And, and it, it really, it really lifts you up. It's, it's easy to see your passion about, um, this type of approach towards life, towards business. And, and you're, you, you have other passions. I mean, you've got things and hobbies and that sort of thing. In fact, you, you're, you have a passion for music. So what role does your love of music play in being a leader and in running a business in life? Hmm. That's a, I mean, I make a lot of mixtapes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that does for me. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, what's that? I do make love mixtapes. that. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I play music every day. I, I play guitar and write songs uh, all the time. And um, I mean, it's, 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 it's a, yeah. I mean, I, What's interesting is that I, I stepped down as Kickstarter CEO two years ago and spent a year and a half writing a book and like diving into a, the creative artistic part of myself that's always been a part of me, but sort of got put on the shelf to, to lead a company. Um, and I can even feel playing like playing guitar or playing music, like the, the, the degree of freedom of like what gets expressed when I play now versus when I was, when I had all these responsibilities, you know, it's, it's, it's like an, it's, a, it's an interesting just reflection of, of what's going on inside. But I mean, I, you know, I, I, I use music as metaphors all the time. I mean, I would, you know, try to tell a designer, let's do it in this kind of way and like reference a song. And, you know, most of the time would just get a blank look back because <laughs> I was referencing something either that was way older than them or too obscure. But that is how I think. I'm just like, oh, that, that feeling, you know, the, the feeling of tomorrow never knows. How could we have that? But on this trust and safety page, you know, but uh, these are anyway. I got to find out where to get one of your mixtapes. Mixtapes. Oh, yeah. The fact that yeah. you said mixtape. I just love that. Yeah, they're on Spotify. They're on Spotify. There you go. Yancey Strickler, co-founder of Kickstarter, entrepreneur, and author of This Could This Could Be Our Future, a manifesto for a more generous world. If somebody wants to maybe, I don't know, tap into one of your mixtapes on Spotify, or if they want to pick up a copy of your book, Yancey, how can they do that? Yeah, just whystrickler.com, my first initial last name, strickler.com. And the book is everywhere. This Could Be Our Future, a manifesto for a more generous world. Thanks again, Yancey. And if you guys want to find more of my interviews, you can do that right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.